Praise the Lord. Feels so good not to wear no mask. At the point, my wife couldn't almost recognize me anymore. Because you wake up in the morning, your wife is looking at you. <laughs> she knows Lady Fatal. If I say what I say, your wife is looking at you, you see this, is that my husband? Yeah, it's me. There's a program we're about to start here. Uh, actually, the Lord told me the program, gave me the name, told me who to do it. It's called Reflection of Christ. And the team of it is witnessing together. It's a witnessing by a community of believers. It's not strictly really our church program. It's a community of believers coming together to witness about aspects of who Christ is. And he told me to give it to my daughter, Jessica, to handle it for us. Isn't that beautiful? So she'll be, she'll be doing that. They say, we're going to have Christians from other places outside the country, within the country. They will join us by this wonderful thing up there. And then some of us will sit up here. And that day, we'll be focusing on aspect of the life of Jesus. They give their views on it. And so it's, it's really a community of believers uh, witnessing. So that's why I called it Witnessing Together. And then the Lord to me said, I want you to reach out to uh, the community here and to reach out to Christians, really, and f- begin to form a community of Christians. And you can see why when Pastor Chanda came, he said, God gave me, gave me your name. Because I was praying to him, I said, I need people that I can, I can work with to reach out to Christians. He said, give me your name. That's how she called me. So that's what we're going to be doing, because when she, he says to do something, we don't have any option but to do that. Amen. So when you see my daughter talking to you about it, she didn't want it. it was, I was asked to give it to her. If you know her, she's not there. <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's what we do. We serve the Lord Jesus. Can I hear amen? Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for the opportunity we have, privilege we have to serve you with the life you gave us. The purpose of our life is to serve you, is to, is to please you. Our life is laid at the altar. So use it for whatever you want to use it for. And we thank you for this moment where we'll share your word that you will teach us, you will help us to understand it. And to you be all that glory. In Jesus' name we pray. So we're going to, our topic this morning is knowing the salvation of the Lord. Knowing the what? Salvation of the Lord. That's really our theme for the year, we just want to remind ourselves, refresh our thoughts, take a stock where we are. Luke chapter 2 verse 30 says, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. My eyes have seen thy salvation. So in our team, we're saying that we need to see the salvation of the Lord to live it out, to experience it for yourself and to tell it to others. And this, this, this process of seeing it first, experiencing it, and then telling it, is really a scriptural method of preaching the gospel. 
You can't preach what you don't know. You can't preach what you're not convinced about. There won't be any force of conviction there. The gospel is the most important message on earth. The most important, the most precious is the gospel. So we're, told, we're, we're giving something that is really at the heart of God. You know, somebody said that sin is very costly because it costs God his son. So it's something that you need to see, you need to live at, and you need to experience it yourself. Don't say I'm born again. Many people who say they're born again are not experiencing salvation. Actually, many are not even born again. They're not experiencing salvation. But you need to know it, it becomes, it's your, supposed to be your daily life, your daily life. So both your mouth and your life will tell about it. And so let's look at the scripture to show us this pattern. We didn't just choose this thing off our heads. It came from scripture. In 1 John chapter 1, that which was from the beginning, which we've heard from the beginning, which we first of all heard, which we have seen with our eyes. You can see the process here. Which we have looked upon and our hands have handled Experiencing concerning the word of life, the life was manifested. We have seen and bear witness. A good witness is a witness who bears witness of what is seen, what he has experienced. And declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us, verse 3. That which we have seen and heard. Do you know how many times repeated this? We first saw, we heard, we touched. You know how many times we've been repeating it and God doesn't talk in vain. God just does talk in vain. Anything God says is absolutely necessary and important and needed at that point. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. So you come into this fellowship. You come into this thing that we have experienced that is real, inviting them into Christ. Inviting them into Christ. So you come into fellowship uh, with us. And truly now, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. You say you come into union with Christ. You come into union. In Christ we live. So come in. Our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be what? Full. This will bring you fullness of joy. We're not just talking religion. Do you know Jesus didn't come to establish any religion? He didn't come to tell us 10 steps to get prospered, 20 steps to it. He defined his rule. He defied what he came to do. And he said it. He said, see, I'm telling you this thing, so your joy will be what? Full. So knowing the salvation of the Lord is, is very important. Very important. Before we can preach this gospel effectively, we need to be convinced about it. We cannot witness what we do not believe what we do not understand ourselves. Let me give you an example. Here, during the pandemic, because pandemic is over, 
As far as I'm concerned, it's gone. Don't have time for that. During the pandemic, a sister here said that she told somebody that we can trust God to protect us. And this girl she was talking to is also a Christian. And the girl said to her, forget that thing. How can you call God's word that thing? And you come and say, I believe it. How can? The Bible says nobody speaking by the Holy Spirit calls Jesus a cost. Somebody says the word of God works. Somebody calls it that thing. My friend, forget that thing. Yet God says, no plague shall come nigh what? Dwelling. And God does not lie. And God says, even if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not uh, hurt. But this particular person thinks the word of God is that thing. She doesn't really believe it. A lot of things that we sing, talk about, we don't believe them. We don't believe them. If you pray in the name of Jesus, instantly you know you have no righteousness. Because if you have any righteousness, you can bring yours. You don't have anything. That's why you go in his name. Even praying in his name tells you everything about God's giving righteousness to you. Yet people still want to follow the law and show how good they are. And after being so good, you still go to God and say, hey, Jesus, which means I'm not good enough. Only Jesus brings me to you. So we need to know what we're talking about. We need to, people. Look at Galatians 5.25. Since this, I'm reading message. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure what are we supposed to make sure about? Let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts. That's what many people do. Sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implication in every detail of our lives. Every detail of our lives. Peter got to church and they met this blind man. And then Peter said something extremely amazing, which shows that Peter has grasped the benefit of salvation. He said something very interesting. Let's read it in Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I what? Have. Give I thee. Question is. What do you think you really have that Christ gave you, which you can give out to people? Which one, which one have you given out? Knowing the salvation of the Lord. It's not just I'm born again, they go to church. Forget about all of that stuff. Peter said, I have something. I received it from Jesus. Paul stood up and said, that which I received from the Lord, I give to you people. I received revelation. I'm giving it to you people. Then what did Peter give him? He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, verse 7. And when he said that, the man stood up and walked, right? You're looking at me. The man stood up and walked. Why are you looking at me? The man didn't walk. That's where many people get to. They think, I, I have faith and nothing happened. No. Faith is Word spoken and action taken. What you speak, what God says, you act what God says. 
At this point, there has, there's no action to it. If you really believe, you act. Faith without works is what? So what did Peter do? Now, if you are the one that said in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, is it not why you stop? I'm <laughs> looking at it. Say, Lord, this is the thing. Did it walk? Ah, I said it, it didn't work. And God is saying it walks. You are ignorant. So what did Peter do next? Verse 7. And he took him by what? Right? And lifted him up. That was when the thing happened. Peter showed I, what I'm saying. I believe in it. I believe this in the works. Took him, lifted and left him. When we leave a lame man who hasn't walked, what is he supposed to do? Fall. But that's what Peter did. Peter lifted him and said, this thing works. When I said that, it works. Boom. And God said, I've seen a man who believes the report. And the power of God shot through that man. Shot through that man. So let me read verse 7. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. That was when the power of God shot through those legs and he received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked. Not just the man wasn't saying, let me see whether this thing worked. What was he doing? Leaping. Somebody who hasn't walked, how do you leap? He didn't say, this man heard me. Let me see whether I can. He leaped. Leaped. Like they don't do this. Leaped up again. Like they don't do this. Started running around. That's called faith. It's called what? Faith. Listen, knowing this thing is key because you can't act this unless you have a revelation in your spirit. Very important. So there are things that we have freely received with which we bless people. With which we bless people. And in blessing people with that, the, the witnessing becomes tangible. Becomes very tangible. Becomes real. The reason people dispute with us is that they've not seen the reality of the gospel. Once you see it, the argument goes through the window. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2.12 And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that you can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. So know the wonderful things God has freely given us. So that we use it to witness for Christ. To witness for Jesus. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. And it came to pass as we, as we went to pray, uh, to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. Now you need to listen to this. Because some of you entangle yourself with spirit of divination. And it causes you trouble in your life. And you wonder where the thing is coming from. All these following prophets to see visions for you, to tell you this. You are serving a God of so, 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 person. You are ignorant. Do you know his God? Why should we be serving a God of somebody else? Jesus said, I go to my father and to your what? Come on, talk to me. I go to, to my father and to your what? So why is it somebody else's God? Ignorant. Completely ignorant of what is happening. You can't take on some serving a God of so, 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 person. You can say God of Abraham, Isaac, and 
That's all. The person you are calling, do you know anything about the person? That's why I invited one big name in Nigeria to come to our church. And, and my wife was warning me. I said, how can he not come? He's anointed. Everybody knows him. Very anointed, anointed. Then I was chasing anointed. Then when he came, the church didn't. I'm, I'm telling you the true story. I told this thing before. We hired 3,500 seats. Nobody sat on those seats. Not even one person. The whole three days. And at the end of the day, the Lord asked me, he said, do you know that man? I said, no. I said, who? He said, who told you to invite him? I said, Lord, he has anointed. He said, which anointed? And he, he, he said, all the seats you hired, why is it nobody sat there? I said, Lord, I don't know. I'm surprised. He said, because I choose here for my name. He said, I choose this place to establish my name. He said, don't be like others. Don't follow people. Follow me. I know what I want to do. And this is a name in Lagos. Anywhere he goes, market is closed. And we're next to a big market. Nobody can. Listen, look at me, church. Everything is by the power of God. Everything is by the Holy Spirit. Look, the guidance of God, unconscious guidance and conscious guidance is the same. He guides you sometimes unconsciously, but the same. He was the one that prevented them coming. He knew I was foolish. But my wife's faith, because she came to this with my husband, who, who told you to invite this man? I said, oh, he's anointed. He, everywhere he goes, crowd. People fall. Oh, yeah. Not one soul sat on that chair we hired. The same number of people that come to church, the same people came. All those three days. Let me convince you, everything is by the Holy Spirit. I'm not kidding you. And his grace is amazing. God of so, 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 person. I hear some things. I hope nobody in this church is doing that kind of thing. I didn't teach you that. Don't, don't carry that junk. It's not for me. Go to God and say, my God and my Father, my Lord, in whom I trust. That's what Jesus said. It's your Father. It's your God. Call him that. We call him Abba, Father. Then you understand salvation. You, 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 when you don't know salvation, you, that's what you get into all this kind of junk that doesn't even help you. You are following the crowd. I will show you the crowd here. And you must leave the crowd by the end of this service. You don't belong there. You belong to Christ. God is your father. God is your God. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. So it came to pass, as they went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination methods, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God. Is it not what they came to do? Are they not servants of the Most High God? He said, hey, Pastor, they call Jesus too. <laughs> Quit show us unto us the word of salvation. Is it not what they are doing? But that's a divine, that's demonic spirit. 
trying to confuse people. In the Bible, we say that the, the, the servants of the devil, that they dress to look like ministers of truth. What is deceit? Deceit is telling you what, bringing you what looks like the real, but it's fake. Fake dollar must look like real. But inside of it, there are markings you will see. So it's the same thing. That's what deceit is. Deceit looks like exactly, so it will say the same thing you say, sing like you, do everything, even do miracles. The man that told me, tell somebody that I will marry my wife when I was, I didn't even know her. I didn't even know my wife. He told that person, he said, he said, my will marry her daily. He said, what? He said, I see them waiting. This man told me everything about my life, everything, everything. If he's leaving, he will tell us who will come, when they will come, the number of their car, the clothes they will wear. And they were coming like that. And I said, wow, this is the prophet of God. My father called me and said, my son, that's not God. That is not who? God. My father is something else. Finally, it turned out that it's demonic spirit. So that's what we're saying here. That's why you should be careful what you do. You must be what? Careful. The Bible says, taste all spirit. If I preach here, you don't find it in the Bible, don't believe it. Don't take it. If you take it and come to me, I deny you too. Don't take it. If I preach here and you open that Bible and it doesn't support it, I am telling you what? Don't take it. You, 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 you are doing yourself a word of good and God bless you if you don't take it. But if I preach it and you find it in that Bible, you have no option but to take it. I'm telling the truth here. This world in which we live is going south in a hurry. There's a lot of fake out there. So this woman was faking, verse 18, and did she did many days. See now that Paul didn't jump up the first day to talk. As many as are laid by, yes. You need to, listen to me again, you need to understand that you must do the things of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit because he's the one doing it, not you. He says, not by power, not by might, but by what? Yes. You can do the right thing without being inspired. It won't still work. Was saying this thing many days. Paul didn't start the first day. He kept quiet because he was waiting. You do things when you are inspired by the Holy Spirit. You don't take matters into your hand. I don't talk to to my children. You can be doing anything. I'm not going to talk. Because I say to God, you know I'm foolish. I don't have anything. I don't know anything to say. If it doesn't inspire me, I'm not opening this mouth. I'm not kidding. Because he knows what is happening. He sees what is happening. And he's watching whether you trust him. Because some things he will resolve without your intervention. If you understand me, shout hallelujah. Some things he will handle without your intervention. But if you are that, uh, I know what I'm doing, person. You get cause trouble, say the wrong things, and turn back to God to come and fix what you messed up with. So Paul kept quiet. Many days, he kept quiet. 
Are you getting something? Kept quiet. 18. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said, you see, something happened to his spirit. Something stirred that spirit. That very day, Paul got grieved. The anointing came on him. Paul wasn't the Paul of the other day. Something stirred him up. That's the same thing that happened to Jesus when he went into the temple. The Bible said the zeal of God did this. He didn't do it on his own. The zeal of the Lord performed this thing. So Paul got grieved. God grieved. His spirit got stirred. Somebody shout hallelujah. He got grieved. And then he said, and he said, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of who? Jesus. To come out of her. And Paul shouted, fire! How many names were we given? And what's that name? There's no other name under, under heaven. If you introduce one, you're on your own. Don't call me, I'm not part of it. There is no other name. Church, read your Bible. There is no other name under heaven that God gave among men to quit yourself. The power of God is not invested in power. It's not invested in fire. God said, I invested my authority and my name in the name of my son. Even swore an oath, he said this name, every knee bows. That's it. If you like, choose one. Be following people and be doing what they're doing. At the name of Jesus, how many knees? So I don't need another one. <laughs> what am I doing with another one? This one takes care of business for me. That's why you should know salvation. You should know salvation and understand what God has equipped you with. What God gave you does not fail. Doesn't fail. The reason you're not using it is because you don't know salvation. That's what I'm saying. Listen and know. The result, he came out the same hour. Come out, listen. Praise the Lord, church. And every Christian has the same privilege that Paul has. You have it. I have it. Everybody has it. Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. <laughs> what did he say we used to cast out demons? Talk to me, church. What did he say we used? So why are you using something else? Who gave you that one? What did the Lord of the church give us? He said, in, you're not talking to me. It's because you people are doing all those things. Now I'm camping out in your compound. You won't talk now. Listen to me, church. If what you are doing is not the truth, it won't help you. If you like, argue, you're wasting your time. The only thing that can work for you is the truth. If it's not the truth, it won't help. God is not in it. God has no business with it. If anything of falsehood enters what you are doing, God is out. It's of a pure eye to behold what? It's not part of it. Can I hear amen? 
Am I still your pastor? You didn't put me here now, so I'm here. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Case closed. Don't give me any other name. His word is here. And then Paul knew that he had Christ in him. That the spirit of Christ in him gives life to his mortal bodies. He knows that in Christ and as a Christian, he's immune to destruction. Totally immune. You know, God created us and said, I want to show the principalities, all this, my many-sided wisdom. Say, look at these Christians. You can do nothing against them. If you go there, they teach you a lesson. Can I hear amen? If you go there, they what? They teach you a lesson. I have given them my name. I'm I'm living in them. I've given them. So many things say, I'm just with you. Say, go into the world. And pray the gospel. If they show up, cast them out. You can get, you, you can disallow things. You can allow things. You operate the kingdom. Go ahead. You are sons of the kingdom. Overcomers. More than conquerors. Did we even hear it? <laughs> That's where the trouble comes. So Paul, Acts 28.3. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat. Beat him on the hand. <laughs> At this point, bro, bro, we need to pray. We're going to pray, 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 pray. Paul didn't pray nothing. He didn't pray nothing. Before the snake came, Jesus has already Before that snake beat him, Christ already was inside of him. And Christ has told him that nothing can harm you. Nothing shall by any means what? what? He had it. Did you hear? Have you heard? He had it. And because he had it, that was not for him. The people of the island saw it hanging around Hanging from, um, hanging from where? He sang and said to each other, Ah, hey, a murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to leave. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was what? Even if you eat any deadly thing, shall not, and nothing shall by any means, he had it. Did you hear? I've been born again. Have you heard the gospel? You know the whole of it. He knew it. He was confident. He believed it. Action. So verse 6. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. Now even the fact that they said this man is evil. Many of us would have gotten angry here. Say, my friend, look, it's not because I'm a believer. Hey, don't talk to me like that. You, know, you don't even know me and you're talking about me. Hey, this is what's wrong with your people. And the devil will divert you from what you're supposed to be, drag you into what he's doing, turn, use your mouth and destroy your life. Quarreling will start, fighting will start. He didn't respond to them because he knew they didn't know what they were doing. 
Verse 6, the people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was now what? A God. I don't know why we have time to be talking to people. This say, this way, say this, this. Let them talk. My wife said it right. Say people have mouth, they will talk. Let them talk. Just follow Jesus. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus everywhere. I will follow. And when you are following, they say you are a fool. Don't worry about it. One day, one day, they will change their testimony. My sister called me and said, brother, hey, he said, brother, they talked about you. Hey, he said, they really, really insulted. There was nothing they didn't say about me. Nothing. I mean, everywhere. Because I got saved. My own sister was telling me. He said, but now they're they asking about you. They said, we know God will call him. Ah, we have known it since. I'm not joking. If you allow God to answer for you, he has a beautiful way of answering. He answers by action. Because action speaks what? Louder than words. You know my wife will come and tell me something. I won't do it. I'll argue. And once I start arguing, she will. <laughs> God bless you. If I pay more dowry on you, I'll add $100 for the value has. God has a way of dealing with situations. If we allow him, he loves all of us. We're all his children. So he has a way of dealing with Pastor Chinidi. She will go in and say, Lord, it's your pastor. I have to honor him. It's my husband. And within days, within days, the Lord will tell me you go back and apologize to her. We won't take any effort. I'll just go back. And the way I start, I say, honey, you know what? That soup you cooked is so good. Because, you know, we men are, you know, so instead of going directly to the point, I'll dance around the thing, dance around the thing. My ego is gradually being dismantled. Then finally I say, you know that thing you told me, I think you're right now. And I know you've been praying. He said, what else can I do? <laughs> it is by the Spirit. So I go back to your father and my father. I don't complain. I say, Lord, you can talk to him. And he has never felt. Can I hear Amen. When she said, we're going to change her name, I said, ah, I said, I married you to come and change my father's name. Eh? Is that what you, so I married you to change. I said, there's nothing I won't see you. Oh, so when you married me, you knew this was my father's name now. And now you want us to change it. To what? To what? Is your father's name better than my own? That I will take. I said, I've not, I've not seen trouble. You, you people like trouble. Where there's no trouble. Can we just be husband and wife and have peace? I did this. And I traveled to convention, conference. Pastor knows I was preaching. He came in front of me. What he was preaching was not connected. He said, some of you, God told you to change your name, you are arguing. He said, when you die, you will know. Right in front of me, he was telling it. And right in front of me, pointing finger without knowing he was pointing at I left that place. I said, yeah. It's not by power. It's not by mind. By my spirit, solve the problem. He can solve any problem if you let him. 
If you know, if you, know you, you have no strength, he is your strength. He shows up. You call me your strength. You trust me, he shows up. I will do it in such a way that your joy will be full. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you getting anything? So what difference is being, this being born again we have? Has anybody ever noticed anything that changed his life through what my life or what you see, what you do? Let me tell you a story. We have a friend, his name is Chavis, very wonderful brother, he lives around here. And then we're trying to work out something, how to reach the community, the youths around here. And then he has this beautiful vision he has, and they'll be sharing about it. So he came to see me in the office. And we had a beautiful time together. And I was, uh, two days ago, so he came back, and they were talking about it, and I, I said to him, I said, we need to involve some, some of these youths. I say, no, I'm not, I don't speak your language. I don't know. So these younger people that were born here, and these people can work together. And I said, I don't want to interfere, because I will bring my old Russian into this. You know what he said? He said, this boy that just came, Miss me. He said, Pastor, there is something about him. I'm not kidding. I said, you can say it again. He said, that boy's life, there's something about that boy. All Miss Min did was lead him to my office. But he saw something. Saw something. The boy's life was witnessing what happened. Somebody said him. The glory is there. He said, I want to work with him. I need him to be part of this thing. Isn't it beautiful if we have the same testimonies about our lives? That people will look at us and say, there is something about you. They're really not talking about you. They're talking about Jesus that is in you. You don't, you don't act this thing. You don't sell something, let me show them and make you forget about this. You live your normal life. I had a story of a prison. A prison. There was this criminal that they jailed. He's such a bad guy that the first day he was jailed, he killed two people. The very first day he was in jail, he killed two people. So they now put him in isolated, uh, what do you call it? Isolated jail, that's why they put it. And then as, you know how they serve them, they lock the thing and they serve them from outside because they can kill the one. Then one day, he, the water, there's one particular water that brings him things and believes. Didn't talk to him, didn't preach to him. One day he said to the warder from, from, the, from the door, he said, I want to talk to you. He said, yeah. So the man came. He said, there is something you have I want. He said, I watch you every day you come and drop something. Your life speaks to me. He said, I want that. He said, I have Jesus. He said, I want him. Real story. And today that, that criminal is a pastor. 
salvation is so powerful. Hey, the Bible says the power of God. So powerful. It surpasses everything else. It's not about you trying to. No, no. It's the power of God that a prisoner sees. He says, I want that thing you have. And today, he sh- I had this testimony. He shared it. He shared it himself. Just watching a water. Didn't, no, he didn't wear color because we are planted among the nations. Planted in your family, planted at your job, planted everywhere so that the light of Christ will shine. Can you say you are quarreling with everybody? Your supervisor cannot correct you. Your voice goes up. And yet you don't know what you are doing. What is the problem? So we see that this thing starts with hearing. First John 1, verse 1. Starts with what? Hearing. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Starts with hearing. We are talking about hearing at the couple soul. And I hope you attend couple soul. Because what we are sharing is such a blessing. Such a blessing. Hearing. I had an incident. There's a sister that uh, joined that church here. Then she had an issue with her husband. Very serious issue. And they separated. The husband doesn't live in this country. And they separated. And then somewhere along the line, they got together by phone. And the husband called me. He said, Pastor, I want to share a testimony with you. I said, what? He said, since I married my wife, I've never heard her voice. So this is the first time she spoke and I heard her. You can't believe this. So the first time. He said, whatever you are doing, please keep doing. He said, I never heard her voice. He said, I'm talking with my wife and there is now communication. We never communicated. He said, Pastor, whatever you are doing, keep what? Doing. Call me from outside America. Hearing. That's why the devil will go and walk. And you think you are here? No, you're not. Look at Mark chapter, Mark chapter 5, verse 25. A woman in the crowd has suffered for how many years? 12 years with constant bleeding. She has suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. 27. She had heard about who? Jesus. That was the turning point. Simply hearing. Simply hearing. Was the turning point. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. The hearing started a series of action. That hearing made her act her faith out. And when she acted her faith, the power came ahead. Twelve years she's been passing through her. Hearing. Hearing about Jesus. Just hearing. Changed everything. 
Now, but they know there were other people who also came to Jesus who didn't hear nothing. But they had, they didn't hear anything. Look at the same Mark 5, 30. Jesus realized that at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, sir, look at this crowd pressing around you now. How can you ask who touched me? Jesus said, these people haven't heard about me. If they hear and they touch me like her, the same thing will happen. Only one person in that crowd had. Only one person. In, in, in uh, Mark chapter, sorry, in um, Acts chapter 28, verse 27. For the hearts of these people are hardened. Their ears cannot did you put it up? Put up the place I'm reading. Acts 28, 27. It's very important to put it up. Acts chapter 28, verse 27. I'm reading New Living Translation. For the hearts of these people are what? Hardened. And the, their, their ears, what? Cannot hear. And they have closed. Who is doing all of this? They are doing it. Close their ears, their eyes, so their eyes cannot also see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me. People who know too much, they know it. <laughs> I teach them anything. They know what they know. Close their ears. Crowd. They say, sir, crowd is pressing on you. Say, forget about the crowd. Somebody touch me. Acts 27, 10. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on, on shipwreck, loss of cargo, danger to our lives as well. Verse 11. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fair Heavens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. So they said Phoenix is safer. The wind, we are not exposed to wind, so we go there. But Paul said, don't go. They said, we go. Now, verse 13. When a light wind began to blow in from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly. Brethren, weather can change. What? Abruptly. You can wake up. What you didn't see yesterday is happening to you. There can be an abrupt change. That's why it's, it's, better, it's good that you hear and be equipped and be prepared. The weather can change abruptly. He said that the weather changed abruptly and the, and the wind of typhoon strength, typhoon strength called Norista caught the ship and blew it out to the sea. They say, why, why go to a safe place? Paul said, don't go. They say, we know what we're talking about now. 
What are you talking about? Look at the wind is soft and that harbor. No, we, we are safe from it. Say, don't go. Listen to the gospel. Ah, no. Life is good. I worry about it. Verse 21. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me. You should have listened to me. If you listen to the gospel, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left screen. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. You don't come to church for me. Neither do you come to church for God. You don't read Bible for me. The gospel is for your own good. If Paul didn't know it, that snake would have finished him. Life changed for Paul abruptly. But he knew something. Knowledge is if you, if you believe, shout hallelujah. Lydia, the woman very rich. Just in case you think you are very rich. There's another woman very rich. Acts chapter 16, 14. One of them was Lydia from Tyra, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshipped God. As she listened, listening, a rich woman dealing very expensive stuff. Must have been a millionaire at that time. She was listening to us. The Lord opened her heart. Why? Because she was listening. She was giving attention. Open your Bible, you listen. Say, Lord, I want to listen to you. Life can change abruptly. The Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. She was baptized along with other members of her household and she asked us to be her guests. Even God pleaded, is pleading with us to listen. Proverbs 4.20 My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Let's read it together. One to go. My, my child. Do what? Pay attention to what I say. Do what again? Listen how? Carefully to my words. Listen. So when you listen, he said, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they, will, they bring life to those who find them, healing to their whole body. And you know that faith is the means to receive these things that salvation offers, and faith comes by hearing only. That is hearing the good news about Christ. That is Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Hearing the gospel. That's how faith comes. Faith is what makes the gospel work for us. In Romans 5, 2. Because, Romans 5, 2. Because of our faith. That's the only reason it works. Because of our faith. Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege. Where we now stand. I will confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. It's only because of our faith. Don't think you earn it. Let me tell you what disconnects many people from, from the blessing of God. 
Stop writing. Thank you for the one you wrote. Don't look up here. You see this idea of thinking that God is doing something because of you will disconnect you from God. Anytime. God is not doing anything because of you. Everything God did in the gospel is because of Jesus. The moment you begin to think it's because of me, you are taking the credit. You are taking the glory and God will share with you. Healing won't come. Prayer not answer nothing. You must, you must convince yourself. That's why the Bible says, enter into his rest. What God is saying, cease from your labor. Because it's not you that brought you salvation. It's not you that brought you healing. It's not you that brought you anything. It's Jesus. But we have this temptation to think, you know, it's, my hands have uh, done all this things for the moment the devil switches you to there, he, he's got you. You're wasting your time. He knows God will never share his glory with you. So you're not going to get to see anything work. But when you stay in faith and enter his rest, he starts attacking your mind and say, you think God will do this thing? Look at you. Of course, God already finished the work. Can I hear amen? If you understand me, shout hallelujah. The work has already... All God asked me to do is to come and uh, enjoy. It disconnects people from their prayer, disconnects people from so many things because we find it, because religious teaching, we find it difficult to rest in Christ alone. And the devil will remind you that you don't qualify. Of course, that's why it's unmerited. Uh, if you understand me, shout hallelujah. That's why it's unmerited, which means if you merit it, it ceases to be favored. If you don't merit it, it continues to be favor. Can I hear amen? 